Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. Hi, welcome to the In Focus podcast. This is Mary Strau. I'm joined today by my colleagues Emily Makings and Chris Showbloom. We are recording this on Monday, February 8th. And we're going to start off with Chris, who has some news about forecasts. Yes, yes. Um, we, um, uh, on uh, Thursday, I believe it was last week, the, mm-hmm. um, the um, Office of the Forecast Council um, uh, issued its preliminary state forecast, state economic forecast, um, uh, which it will be, which will feed into the revenue forecast, which will, which is uh, going to be uh, uh, released next week. Um, so some of the details of what what the what state economists are thinking now. Um, their U.S. forecast has um, um, been reduced slightly. Um, GDP, real uh, gross domestic product growth. Is down a tenth of a percent, relatively mm. minor amount in the current year, and then um, 2016 year, and then going forward in 17, 18, and 19, growth rates were unchanged. So that you get that tenth of a percent um, um, difference carrying forward. That's a relatively small amount, and mm-hmm. in, in itself doesn't have, uh, wouldn't expect to have. Um, a noticeable impact on on state revenues when this gets fed into the revenue forecast. Right. However, the second thing that happens is that their forecast of inflation is down. Now, lower inflation is is not a bad thing. Uh, uh, by a to- over a couple of years, total of about one percent uh, lower price level going forward, um, and that translates when that when you add that in their forecast of of nominal GDP growth. That's the GDP in, in the do- current dollars as you go okay. along is down by about one percent over the uh, by the end, by the year uh, by uh, 2019. Um, um, and, and let me come back that a little, come back to that in uh, uh, in a bit. Uh, looking just at now over at the the forecast of Washington State, which is based on the national forecast, um, we see uh, really very little change in real personal income, which is the key indicator we have of, of economic activity, the value of economic activity in the state. Um, uh, nominal personal income, however, is down by that uh, uh, lower, uh, lower inflation amount. Um, employment uh, shows uh, um, slightly slower growth with uh, a net of about 15,900 jobs in the state um, in 2019. So it's about, works out to about uh, 500 jobs a month or so. Okay. Small amount, but it's, uh, but you know, significant. Um, but I'll come back to the lower inflation forecast. The lower inflation forecast uh, is likely to translate into a lower revenue forecast. Because uh, hmm. the revenue forecast is always made in nominal dollars and real dollars that are coming in, if, and if prices in general are going to be lower, but economic activity about the same, we'd expect to see tax revenues coming in. Uh, so this suggests that we might be seeing some uh, some out of the forecast that there uh, might be uh, the economic forecast. We might expect to see. A, um, some downward pro, uh, pressure in the revenue forecast. Okay. Um, well, you know, the good news of that, of course, is if it's if it's prices that are pushing revenue revenues down, uh, we would expect uh, and hope to see uh, on the state 
uh, cost side a similar shifting down and and uh, and this in the end may not mean that the uh, that the budget problem is any diff is any worse because of the uh, uh, of this kind of downward adjustment mm. uh, I want to uh, qualify this in one way that we've seen over the the last few months that re that um, uh, actual collections have come been coming in a little bit above forecast, and that fact ought to translate into a in itself into a higher uh, uh, um, revenues coming in in the future. So mm -hmm. we, we got this push pull between these two different um, uh, forces that'll play out in the for in the revenue in next week in the revenue forecast. Uh, and finally, I just want to comment a bit on on uh, the national news last Friday, the uh, the national uh, employment and unemployment report. Um, there were some very good numbers in there. Uh, the unemployment rate dropped from national unemployment rate dropped from five percent to four point nine percent. You know, there were long stretch of time in in my lifetime where we never did not see unemployment below rate below five percent. Oh yeah, um, and so this is very good. And average earnings were up twelve cents. Uh, average, average hourly earnings were up twelve cents, which was a nice mm. little pop there. Mm -hmm. um, so the the headline, the other headline number, which was which was not as impressive, was the the number of jobs that were actually added in January, uh, one hundred fifty one thousand. Uh, 100 jobs, which was about 30,000 less than the consensus forecast, mm. and was considerably less than we'd seen in December, uh, in October, and November, and December, where the numbers were 90, uh, 295,000, 280,000, and 262,000. Mm. Okay. Um, but, but you know, these numbers that we see are all um, seasonally adjusted, where they take a lot, um, do use statistical techniques to try and offset the normal ups and downs of, of employment over the uh, um, over the the course of the year, um, and and you know, it may well be that we had uh, that uh, seasonal adjustment had had given. A bit more of a boost than uh, to employment in the in the last three months of 2015 than than, than uh, was perhaps the right amount, and that uh, and that therefore the kind of the the, the decline the, the the actual what we see in January is uh, unduly low. Mm. Okay. So. All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for that update. Pleasure. Yeah, and we'll wait and see. What is it? Did you say next week when? Yes. Um, the revenue. Yeah, the revenue forecast. forecast. Okay, and that will be the forecast on which they base the, the supplemental, supplemental budget, yes. correct? Yes. All right, so that'll be a pretty big deal. Yes. Yeah, that's always a big deal. <laughs> Not as big a deal as the, as the, as the forecast will be a year from now. Oh, yeah. When they're actually writing <clears throat> a full budget. Mm -hmm, when they're spending a lot more money. Yes. All right, thanks. And Emily, you have some news for us on an interesting court case. Yes, the state Supreme Court ruled last week in the Envision Spokane case. And this was um, in 2013, the group called Envision Spokane brought a local initiative. They wanted to bring a local initiative to the ballot in Spokane that would have created a, what they called a community bill of rights. And it was kind of, um, there were a number of moving parts to it. It included um, requiring zoning changes to have neighborhood voter approval. It would have given the Spokane River a legal right to exist. 
Um, the river a right to exist. Yeah. Does it not have that right now? Apparently not. Okay. Not sufficiently. Okay. All right. Um, And employees would have had the protections of the Bill of Rights against their employers. And also um, it would have taken away some legal rights of corporations. Apparently this was a response to the Citizens United case, the U.S. um, Supreme Court. That sounds like a real kitchen sink Yeah, and deal. Um, pe- everybody sued. <laughs> Both the, yeah. There were a number of business groups involved, and the city of Spokane itself mm. sued because um, on the grounds, it went way beyond the local initiative power. Yeah. And a Superior Court judge ruled that agreed with the, the city and the business groups, um, but then the Court of Appeals said, no, it can go to the ballot. So finally, the Supreme Court last week said, um, no, it can't go on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Two years later, <laughs> okay. almost two years later. So, um, and this is beha- this kind of brought to me- my mind. It illustrated the difference between the state-wide initiatives and local initiatives because the state supreme court had also ruled earlier or last year that the initiative thirteen sixty six could go on the ballot, even mm-hmm. though there have been strong questions about its constitutionality. Right. So really, I mean, the difference is that um, statewide initiatives get are there because they're a constitutional right, mm-hmm. and local initiatives are only allowed because by statute. Sure. So there's a difference in what can be, um, in how they can go forward and what mm-hmm. they can be about. Mm-hmm. And so um, in the local initiative case, the state Supreme Court said, no, you can't even go on the ballot because... You're trying to deal with federal issues and oh yeah, who knows what else? And then, but at the on 1366, um, yes, you can go on the ballot, and we'll figure out later if it's constitutional. Mm-hmm. All right, that's an interesting contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that at least the people who sued in Spokane were grateful. Yeah, for that ruling. Sure. It, so- it sounds like it'd be <laughs> kind of a nightmare to implement. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Thank you to our listeners, and we'll talk to you next time. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.